Hey everybody, it's Jeff Antoniak. Welcome to Digging Deeper Jazz. So today I wanna to do the first in a couple videos on building our own licks. So you know that I want you to steal licks. And of course I'm talking to the adult amateur musicians out there and I'm not just talking to sax players, I'm talking to musicians on all instruments who wanna be playing this music better. We have to build our vocabulary. If you've heard someone say, no, don't learn licks, they're a lunatic. Don't listen to that person. They are wrong. Okay, we'll go, we'll go that far. Okay, we're gonna say I'm right, they're wrong. Um, yes, we have to build our vocabulary. You want to say things. How do you say things? With a vocabulary, right? So yes, is it possible to start building our own vocabulary? Sure it is. Little kids build their vocabulary, but it's based on something else. It's based on things they know. So what I wanna talk about today is how we can start building our personal vocabulary. And we do that by stealing other people's stuff and sort of changing it, morphing it a little bit. So that's pretty exciting. And there's so, so many ways to do this. And of course, this is not not a jazz thing. This goes back to hundreds of years of classical music or Indian classical music or, you know, so many other cultures around the world that, that develop ideas through improvisation. So that's what we're going to talk about. So um, here's where I want to start today, a theme you may uh, know. Love Supreme by the great John Coltrane. Played a different key, of course. So uh, here it is written out on the PDF. By the way, I'd love to send you the PDF. They're always free. Um, just write us at diggingdeeperjazz at gmail.com. So this is what a Love Supreme looks like, that fantastic classic theme from John Coltrane. It's just three pitches and like so many wonderful, memorable melodies. It's very simple. There's a repetition to it and everything else. So let's say that is something we're going to use to build our own lick with. So what do we do with that? Like, how is that even done? Well, I mean, what comes to mind is when I was a little kid, I used to like to play with Lego or whatever it was. There was the instructions to build the thing. And right, some people are wired to want to file follow those directions, and I liked following the directions, but the real fun was a month later when I mixed it in with all my other Lego stuff and just started building crazy things on my own. Um, when I followed the directions, I always got something pretty awesome, right? Was it better than something I would have come up with on my own? Almost always, right? But that idea of experimenting and being creative with those pieces, every once in a while something very cool would come up, or I would be expressing myself more, right? So that's what we want to do. We want to acknowledge that these pieces are very important. We should learn them and treat them with respect. But then how do we start changing them? So there are some great big fancy words. I know you're adults and you like big fancy words. So we're going to use words like augmentation and diminution. <laughs> okay, what do those things mean? Look at the sheet here. Item number two, I've written down rhythmic displacement and diminution. What the heck does that even mean? Well, rhythmic displacement means that I've taken John Coltrane's leg and instead of starting it with a pickup on the end of four, I've displaced the rhythm. I've just moved it somewhere else. I've picked it up and said, no, instead of starting at seven o'clock, we're going to start at 7.15. I've moved it around in time. Cool. So instead of his theme being this, <laughs> with that little syncopated pickup, I just started it right on the beat. Now here's the thing, you get 
what we're doing here. I've already played the theme and you've already heard me morph it a little bit. If I played that second version for you, not telling you where it came from, and let's say you knew A Love Supreme very well, I bet you wouldn't know that that's what it was. Just by moving John Coltrane's thing in time, that little theme, I moved it in time. I displaced it rhythmically. What is diminution? Fancy word for making stuff shorter. So his uh, lick took two and a half beats. I mushed it down into two beats. I could mush it further. I could make it triplets or something like that. So we take themes and just by moving it in time, maybe making it a little shorter. It's, I took out the quarter note, just made them all eighth notes. Just that changes it. And um, we may not recognize it as the same thing. It really does sound a little bit different. So what I'm going to do is walk through today some simple, simple things that we can do with melodies that we kind of know and love and see if we can come up with something interesting on our own. And the answer is kind of yeah. Before I do that, I want to let you know um, it's April right now, April 2020, depending when you're watching this video. Well, no, it's April 2020, independent of when you're watching this video. It's going to be a different date for you. Um, I've been doing this month a series of online workshops, like interactive workshops for 12 people per workshop. Just did the second one yesterday. It was fantastic. The third workshop has one opening. We had a cancellation. So it is on uh, Thursday, April 16th, and it's on Rhythm Time Groove, something we all need to work on. So if you're interested in the last spot, um, write me, diggingdeeperjazz at gmail.com, and I can send you the information how to sign up. It's uh, Thursday the 16th. It's at 2 p.m. New York time. So depending where you're at in the world, you can figure out when that is for you. It's $35. And I'm going to get to hear you play, ask questions back and forth. Not this YouTube thing of me lecturing to you. We're going to get to interact. And you'll be one of 12 people, a really small group. So I hope you join me for that. Okay, so let's get back to what we're talking about here, developing ideas, developing themes. And this is what Mozart and Bach and Brahms and everybody else did. So look at the third item, and you can see there's rhythmic displacement again. I've made the lick a little bit shorter. Now I'm displacing the lick in time. I'm not starting it in the same place. I'm not always starting it on beat one now. You can see the lick is getting started on beat one. Then it gets started on the end of three. Then it gets started on beat two. It shifts around. So rhythmic displacement is cool. Thelonious Monk loved rhythmic displacement for sure. There's diminution because I've shortened the lick. And now another big word, transposition. So now I'm transposing it to different pitch levels. So John Coltrane actually did this famously in A Love Supreme as well. He would take this line and move it around. So in example three, I'm moving it up in half steps. <laughs> Just by doing a handful of simple things, and the words are much longer and uglier looking than they really are. Diminution makes something shorter. Play it faster. Move it around in time. This is all stuff you understand, and these are words that we learn 
in, uh, in university when we're getting a graduate degree in composition or thematic development or whatever it is. This is all sort of basic stuff that we use when we're looking at classical music and we can use it looking at jazz too. The idea is taking a short theme, expanding it. So let's look at the last idea, augmentation to augment something to make it bigger, right? So all I'm doing now is stretching this thing out. Instead of being two and a half beats long, I'm making it eight beats long. Here's the original theme again. And now here's my stretched out version of it. Again, you would not recognize that, right? You may get a Lego kit to build a house, but your daughter puts it together and makes a car out of it or makes a bunny out of it or whatever. You wouldn't recognize those pieces were supposed to make that thing, that these pieces came from that kit. That's the amazing part. That's that creative instinct that a lot of kids have, right? And that we want to nurture. So that's what we want to do. And so you take an existing thing, an existing kit, something that John Coltrane said to the world, this works great. These three or four notes. And then you start doing your thing with them. Now, is it possible to come up with something that is not fantastic? It is very possible. Let me say it's quite likely. <laughs> but when you do it the 10th time, you're a little bit better than when you did it the first time, just like anything in life, right? So, um, and you never know when something's going to hit and when not. How many songs have I written and how many of them have been very good? It's a percentage, right? Does that mean I quit writing songs because everyone is not a hit? Absolutely not. I learn something every time I do it. So this is something I want you to do. So I want, the biggest thing is you got to learn vocabulary. The next biggest thing is you can start toying with the vocabulary. But remember I said earlier, we want to treat this vocabulary with respect. This is signed, sealed, approved by John Coltrane and millions of his fans. His thing works. So I want you to learn it and use it without messing with it. I want you to learn how that works, right? Then what we do is start messing with it a little bit. So let me do this. Uh, so you already know the theme. You know where this comes from. You've heard some variations. But I'm just going to play a couple courses of Blue Bossa for you. A great simple song. And um, I'm going to move this idea around in time. Different pitch levels, different rhythms, augmentation, diminution, transposition, displacement, all those things. I'm going to do it a bunch. So you're going you're gonna to hear what it is. It's not going to be a great solo. But the idea is that almost everything I play is going to be based on this little idea. And had I not told you where it was from, I don't think you would have said, oh, he's playing a love supreme. Probably not. Let me give this a try. I'll see you at the end.
played this little lick a lot of times. I've played Blue Bossa a lot of times, but man, I was so engaged and thinking as I was playing, especially with the transposing, like where can I take this little thing and fit it in an interesting place in this next chord? I've already played it twice with this rhythm. What is the next rhythm? Should it be faster or should it be slower? Or even pacing this, the solo, trying to start slower and build some intensity. I was really engaged as I was playing this song that I know very, very well. Um, it certainly was motivic, right? There was certainly that same motif played over and over again. And so that's something I don't hear in a lot of people that come to study with me or to come work at Jazzwire is um, their solos kind of meander some, right? So one of the first things we do is let's start making a statement. This is a great way to do that. There is so much here for you. So I hope you take this idea, whether it's this specific idea, take this one, work with it a bunch. Take something that, uh, that you already know and make it into your own. And I hope I'm gonna see you on April 19th, that one spot. I know five or 10,000 of you are gonna see this video. There's one spot. So uh, email me uh, as soon as you can and let me fit you into that next Thursday, April 16th. All right, guys, thank you so much. Have a great week.